0: Ladies and gentlemen, let me welcome you at the the afternoon's panel of the first day of this year's FinWeek. And uh, this panel discussion will be focused on the really uh, developing opportunities uh, FinTech sector is facing or or waiting for in the Central and Eastern European region. And I think we have uh, at this time uh, the very good representation of, of the countries. Uh, which, which may be participating in this process. Uh, before we start, let me please, as, as uh, uh, chairman of this panel, uh, thank to the, to the partners of uh, the FinWeek, which are the main partners, Ministry of Finance of the Slovak Republic and National Bank of Slovakia, companies uh, Visa, Binance, BLEAK and 365 Bank, uh, the supporters Portu and Slovak Credit Bureau, KRIV and FUMBI, and the expert guarantee of of uh, finas the fintech and insurtech association of slovakia as an organizer so uh, back to the back to the topic of uh, opportunities for the fintech sector uh, now let me please uh, introduce the our speakers uh, i think they are representing the all, all countries we have not only in the region but maybe in our plans and maybe some of them uh, will enjoy to participate. So let me start with our online guests. So uh, ladies first, so let me introduce uh, Mrs. Maria Staskiewicz, who is a board member of Czech Fintech Association and president of European Digital Finance Association. Welcome. Uh, Mr. Rostislav Duke is a chairman of the board of Ukrainian Association of Fintech and Innovation Companies. Welcome. Uh, Mr. Shmuel Bentovim is the president and CEO of the Fintech community of Israel. Welcome, Shmuel. Hello,
1: welcome. welcome, thank you.
0: And here on the stage, uh, let me welcome uh, Mr. Martin Peter, who is chairman of the Center for Financial Innovation the Ministry of Finance of the Slovak Republic. Welcome. Uh, Mr. Pavel Čverha is vice president of FINAS, and uh, he's from the uh, the Attorney's Office uh, lawyer, lawyer Prosman and Pavlovich, the law company. Welcome. Hello, and Mr. Benjamin Bereni, uh, who is the a CEO, a co-founder of Pentech Solutions, uh, the Hungarian Fintech Association. Welcome, Benjamin. So uh, I think uh, the best way how to start the discussion is to is, uh, ask you, how do you see the... the opportunities for the for the sea uh, region so the main topic and what you see as, as maybe new uh, open windows which are which are coming to, to the market or to the sector and how you can address them so now we can start here so you Benjamin.
2: Hello, hello, everybody. So uh, yeah, thanks. Um, so yeah, what kind of opportunities do we have here in, in, in CE? I think, uh, yeah, we, we generally can operate with a, a very uh, or comparably low cost base. So for instance, what we are doing um, in the B2B buy now pay later sphere, it's a, it's a very uh, hot topic currently in, in European fintech and uh, our, our burn rate is, is comparably much, much lower than that of any of our competitors. This means that we can uh, scale at a much faster, much more efficient way. And, uh, and enter segments that probably your competitors wouldn't be able to, able to do, pursue and, and look at potential niches of innovation where, where they just don't have the capital or they don't have the time and effort to, to, to dig into and look into. So I think this really uh, efficient uh, capital structure that we uh, can utilize in this region uh, provides us with a, with a very uh, unique spot.
0: Thank you very much. And now maybe uh, we will ask Shmuel. What about uh, is your what, what is your opinion about the opportunities in the region? You may have the kind of a helicopter view to the region, because because maybe from outside some things are more visible than than for us in the market. Thank you. It
1: is true that uh, we are not part of the region, but it's not a secret that we have very good relationship with the region with all the countries represented here and more, and some with uh, hosting Israeli development centers, some in doing development work for Israeli companies, and more and more so Israeli companies that are trying to enter the markets uh, in the sea region. So there is a lot of uh, correlations. And I think that uh, the COVID area has at one hand halted some of the mutual visits and face-to-face encounters, but I think even more so have speed up the relationship, have shown up uh, the, the opportunities that exist even if we don't live next door to each other. And I can see more and more uh, opportunities coming up with, you know, with the scaling up of... Uh, open banking that we'll probably uh, touch on later on with the emergence of the cryptocurrencies and the technologies related to them. So I think there was a lot of opportunities. Uh, Not all the markets in the CE region are very big ones, but we can speak because we are a small market by ourselves. But I think there was a lot of space for co-development and cooperation in bringing together Israeli and uh, people from the region who can develop together, uh, maybe even partner together, and then sell the products and services to the larger markets uh, in North America, in Europe, et cetera.
0: Mm -hmm. Thank you very much. Uh, Martin, you uh, from the, let's say, public sector or um, the government sector, let's say, yeah, yeah. the government sector, you have a different kind of a helicopter view to to the new things because you are also part of the
3: regulating body. So how do you see the opportunities? I guess, as Benjamin mentioned, uh, we have the, uh, the opportunities are based on the, uh, are based on the uh, positive uh, characteristics of the of the economy uh, of the c e region one is the uh, the price of the labor uh, from my point of view very important is also that we have uh, enough uh, skilled uh, people or workforce uh, especially in the in the i t and also in the finance uh, sector which uh, provides for the opportunity to cross-sectorally create uh, or boost uh, ideas Uh, from point of view of the government or point of view of the regulation we are not doing um, uh, speaking for 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 slovakia we 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 can do more definitely we 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 uh, somehow started this, this discussion uh, a couple of years ago. Uh, of course, there were there were other priorities during this uh, this period, COVID. But uh, uh, relating to the uh, to, to the to the development of the of the situation now, uh, what uh, what will drive the innovation? On our, on one side, it's a new regulation of, for example, Mika, You discussed this uh, today. Uh, we will see potenti- potentially the Payment Services Directive free that should uh, incorporate uh, the recent trends on fintech in innovation. Uh, commission uh, will will come soon, hopefully soon, with the draft of, uh, of the regulation for discussion of the member states and uh, and. Uh, and uh from point of view of the government now i think now what is the most important thing uh overall is the energy crisis and also also the uh, war on ukraine i think in these uh, terrible uh, in the energy energy crisis what is what is a terrible situation and and in the war uh, that our our uh, uh friends uh, from ukraine are now uh, having with uh, Russia, uh, there lies a lot of challenges, uh, but also opportunities. Uh, if, uh, not if, uh, when uh, Ukraine will wa- win the war, uh, I think uh, it will be a need for close cooperation with, uh, with our friends uh, uh, in Ukraine, we can learn more, uh, much from them, definitely, and uh, we can also provide them with some some experience and ideas uh, how we do things here, so I think this will be the opportunity to, for the future, and also the energy crisis, I think it will bring uh, uh Potential for innovation maybe not that financial innovation that but innovation how to save uh, Save energy how to manage the energy so I think we are living in a dynamic times It's some unfortunate events, but also fortunate events and hopefully and I'm I'm I'm, I'm pretty sure that Slovakia uh, Hungary Poland uh, Czech Republic, but also Austria like the region here uh, is is ready to, to cope with the situation and hope we as the government will will step by step try to try to support this uh, movement.
0: Thank you very much, uh, Rostislav, Just following what Martin just said, uh, we are the more happy to have you here. That we hope that soon this horrible let say, situation your country is facing will, will stop and maybe I'll tell more after you win, which hopefully will be soon, uh, the cooperation will continue. And that is also why we are really interested in what are your uh, opinions about the opportunities in the region.
4: Yeah, Thank you very much and I hope in the nearest future to see everybody in Kyiv after our victory. And we'll celebrate together in person. So back to the question. Uh, We live in interesting times. And uh, first, COVID, it was stress for the whole world, but it gave amazing opportunities for developing fintech and digital finance. Especially in Ukraine, 27% of the population tried digital finance solution first time and it's still continue to use it. Uh, so we see how governments, especially Ukrainian government, uh, go to digital space in terms of digitalization of government services, open IPIs, and give chance uh, providers to work with this. Uh, if we back to regulation space, uh, we see the trend in Europe that national regulators start to do the Germanization of the local regulation with EU regulation. And even in Ukraine, our government do a leapfrog in terms of implementing uh, open banking, PSD2 regulation, etc. And we hope that after the war, Ukraine will be a new open market for our EU colleagues uh, to you know, develop in this open banking, developing... Uh, you know, new solutions because consumers need new interesting solutions. They're ready to test it. They're ready to use it. And third space, it's new technology come to the market. And uh, this new technology start to be very applicable and very applicable in short term. So we see what's happening with AI. We see what's now happening with blockchain. And I think new technology will come and will have better impact for whole industries. And the fourth, and maybe the last, but uh, in in this, uh, we see the huge potential how digital finance solutions and fintech solutions could disrupt other industry. So now we see that when fintech come to, for example, energy, it start to be energy tech. When fintech comes to agro, it start to be agrotech. And I think this trend will continue, this digitalization of everything using fintech because it's about how you can pay and receive the money. It's very important because every successful industry will need to have this like payment uh, payment solution and fintech give it to them. Thank you.
0: Thank you very much. And now uh, back to the domestic field, uh, Pavel, how do you see, uh, from, not from the position of a regulator, but, uh, but uh, uh, the ecosystem, the opportunities for fintech sector.:
5: you, I think: uh-huh. I think that, that, that the main opportunity for our ecosystem is in geography. If you, see, uh, if you look uh, on the map, you see that the uh, Central European uh, region is in the center of the Europe. And in the center of Central Europe is Slovakia and Bratislava. I agree with uh, other speakers that uh, we here, not only in Slovakia, but in the whole Central European region, we have people, we have knowledge, we, uh, we have uh, technological background. but also we have uh, this geographical uh, advantage. And our ambition and vision is to create from Slovakia and particularly from Bratislava, the center of gravity. The center of gravity for fintech sector here in Central Europe and uh, to create uh, conditions, Uh, regulations which uh, will attract pool investors, developers and other uh, people and businesses which are focused uh, on uh, fintech. Uh, Therefore, uh, we started the uh, initiative uh, and we call it uh, fintech valley V4 uh, fintech valley And we'd like to start cooperation uh, between our countries, Hungary, Slovakia, Poland, uh, Bohemia, and uh, to use uh, this potential, uh, which was mentioned by uh, other speakers. Uh, Another opportunity which we have here, particularly in Slovakia, is that we have a healthy ecosystem. Our uh, our organization consists uh, almost uh, from uh, almost 50 members, from uh, really new uh, startups up to worldwide worldwide known corporates. And I think uh, that this is also uh, opportunity for cooperation between small and young and uh, between uh, well-established companies. Uh, what we plan uh, to do in, a, I hope, in a short time, that we'd uh, like to uh, build blockchain center for the de- uh, developers, and uh, we uh, started uh, some kind of communication with Binance about support. And we hope that uh, at the end uh, of the uh, day, we uh, that uh, support uh, we got uh, we, we get with, uh, that uh, support.
0: Mm-hmm. Thank, Thank you very much. Uh, and Maria, we started the, the uh, introduction with you, but we now have the opportunity to close the opening round. <laughs>
6: Uh, yes thank you uh probably I'll just try to uh, wrap up what uh, the other speaker said and uh, make a couple of points but uh, before that let me just uh uh refer to my colleague from Speck I just mentioned I hope that uh, not only Bohemia but also Moravia and Silesia from the Czech Republic will be counted in the, in the fin Valley uh, but back to my uh back to my points uh so what makes uh, the sea region uh, interesting uh First, I think it's, it's the labor market context. It's not only about the uh, still uh, lower um, salary expectations, but more, I would say, it's the, um, are the skills of uh, people in our region, especially in, in cybersecurity, AI, blockchain. Uh, the second point I wanted to make is that uh, there is a very strong e-commerce uh, in, in our region and it's very strong uh, domestic players, which uh, to some extent are pushing uh, the development of uh, digital services in our region and fintechs can uh, um, and are already uh, partnering with the domestic players, uh, bringing new solutions. And uh, it's really important uh, that such domestic players and it's not those big uh, companies from from, let's say the US and, and other regions that are uh, uh, focusing and using the the market uh, um, uh, features and are using uh, what what the region uh, has to offer. And the uh, the third point is the, uh, um, I would say, pretty strong position of banks, which can be both a disadvantage and advantage in, in the case of fintechs. And what I mean here is that um, for all all of those who lived uh, in uh, Western Europe, for example, you know that banks are not really that uh, digitalized uh, as as they are in in our region. And uh, how can fintechs uh, um, take advantage of that? Uh, First of all, they they are uh, motivated to to look for interesting products, because banks uh, are taking up some of the space. So uh, it's like a positive motivation. Sometimes you have to think twice to, to uh, place a new product on, on the market, but then you have you stand more chances of uh, those products being more interesting. And uh, second thing is that uh, the consumers, are really uh tech savvy and they are uh, really wanting to 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 consume new uh financial uh financial technology services so i think it's uh it's, uh, it's a feature that uh fintech scan should be using here and uh, maybe i'll just close uh, my uh introductory remarks saying that uh yes i mean the geography is is important uh however we are providing the services, and we are speaking about um, digital contexts where geography is not of such a big importance. I've, I would say regulation is uh, of, of uh, stronger uh, importance here. And that's why the engagement of um, public authorities and regulators and codec authorities is very important to create uh, such environment that will attract players from other regions uh, to uh to maybe establish themselves in uh, one of the sea countries thank you
0: thank you very much uh, as was said uh, the role of banks as a traditional players in the financial market is very important so is the role of the government sector and and the entire public sector but especially the, the government bodies not only because of the regulation but there are a lot of a lot of uh, public policies which may be, uh, maybe perform better as, as a role of the state uh, using this technology. And what is one of the best uh, long-term achievements the fintech sector has shown is that, beside the other technology-based new sectors, uh, fintech is much more uh, accepted by the by the government sector. It and from the position of something a uh, little underground and maybe maybe very alternative, it became one of the Real sectors. So now I would like to uh, use the unique opportunity that I have the, the, the member of uh, the representative of the uh, government sphere and the uh, representative of the uh, ecosystem from the same country and start with the situation maybe how, how the uh, public policies in Slovakia may use the, the fintech innovations and some areas which are to be developed using this technology and maybe then ask and of course ask you Martin and then then in connection ask uh, Pavel to describe the reaction of the of the uh, ecosystem of, of the commercial sector and then of course I will also uh, uh, like to ask you the other speakers uh, to maybe participate as following the situation in your countries.
3: okay it's uh, a good question uh i think what, what should be the cooperation i think the cooperation sh- should be like uh two way uh avenue not only for the for for the fintech but also for the government we have the opportunity to to learn uh, new things uh regarding the technology that can be used or uh, is uh, is already used i think uh, what is very good and we are quite strong in it it's uh rectech uh, and subtech, but regtech, considering that fintech is closely connected with the AML, and and we see it now the sanctions, uh, the, the anti-terrorism uh, policies, uh, and especially anti-money laundering. You all, whether you are from banks or 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 uh, or payment services uh, providers, or even when you are from the crypto world, you know that uh, the compliance in this field brings you. Headaches uh, to be to be. It's not the, not to mention pain in the ass. But uh, really, it's something that you provide a lot of energy, a lot of funds to be in compliance with the AML. Uh, there 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 is there there are uh, technologies that are uh, that can provide for for smoother compliance with uh, with with these requirements. And uh, it also serves uh, as the mirror uh, for for the government where we can see. Uh, what is what is uh, what is available on the market how 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 the how these uh, processes work uh and we can learn from that i think there is there is one open uh, open initiative in this regard is the uh, digital identity uh not only only connected with the eu uh, uh eu uh, initiative but uh, our uh, ministry for for the, the long, you know, the the, the long uh, name, but uh, for devel- development or uh, uh, informatization, they they're working now as we speak. They're working now on the project for for digital identity, uh, not only using some 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 uh, you know cards, but uh, really use the 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 phones, uh, the the smartphones, uh, the, the biometry to to allow for for smoother identification which in turn can can go going back to fintech can bring new uh, or smoother uh, smoother identification processes for fintechs yeah so I think it's a it's a and we learn a lot we just started the discussion we cooperate with uh, and discuss with National Bank they are doing quite a a tremendous uh, tremendous work and they are building their 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 knowledge base and experience Uh, there are there are a lot of uh, good very enthusiastic people there Uh, so we learn a lot from the market and hopefully we we give something back Uh, for example when i discuss the aml in this regard our 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 law is quite progressive also uh, considering uh, considering other v4 countries and i will step like more i know i speak a lot I i will be short Uh, it will be good uh, to maybe uh, go more uh, deeper into discussion uh, with the business uh, but also with the governmental uh, organization like ministries of finance or 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 supervisors like central banks uh, to to like exchange the experience we have maybe to to learn something from them and apply it here and also they can learn something from us and a step like the, the european level what is very good what uh, what uh, mrs stashkevich mentioned is that uh, it's about regulation now we are going to have the i hope uh, like the uh, the harmonization also in crypto in payments so there is no need for like jurisdiction shopping or regulation shopping for for the businesses then it will be really about the the willingness of the supervisors, license process, how smooth it is, and I think there we have one big uh, big uh, uh, issue opened with payment services with the national bank. There is a discussion how to smooth the process. So hopefully we will we will do our homework and make it make it even. Uh, easier for the for the payment services providers to apply for the license or to to introduce a new product so it's a two-way as uh, a two-way process we can learn a lot we can provide them uh, quite a lot of experience and also opportunities also in the v4 and the European region thank you you very much Pavel field is open
0: Uh, what about your uh, or maybe the 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 ecosystems uh, reaction and maybe achievements in building public digital policies
5: Okay. Hey, uh first I'd like to say that uh I think and and I feel that cooperation uh between uh, Ministry of Finance and National Bank is uh, really good and correct and uh yeah I I feel I <laughs> sorry uh I'm starting to be nervous. <laughs> what, are, are you prepa- what are you preparing for us? No, but uh, we have uh, really open discu- uh, discussions. Uh, since uh, beginning of the year, we had uh, discussions uh, about AML, uh, PSD2 uh, 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 directive, uh, about the uh, bank ID. Yeah? So I think uh, the ecosystems is involved in each important uh, regulations, which uh, is uh, going to be imp- uh, imposed uh, to us. That's the first. I think uh, that uh, these public areas, uh, regulated by public law, like AML, of course, uh, that's the area in which we should uh, cooperate, also uh, Bank ID, and a uh, very important thing is, uh, as was mentioned, the payment services and open uh, open banking. And uh, the big opportunity is to analyze uh, this really big data uh, which are produced by uh, banks, uh, by uh, financial companies. But uh, there is also another area which uh, should be mentioned and maybe I'm sure regulated and this is uh, I would say new galaxy really new galaxy of uh, relationships and I mean this private civil law in which uh, we can use many many of the innovations from fintech sector I would uh, mention uh, smart contracts I would uh, speak about tokenizations of assets. I would speak about uh, DAO organizations. These, all these uh, new, uh, legal uh, systems, yeah, uh, should be also incorporated in our law. And when I spoke about Slovakia as a uh, center of gravity. I also uh, think that there is not only this geographical uh, advantage, but uh, I think that uh, we are a small country that uh, in which we can communicate very openly to to our regulators, and therefore we have um, ambitions to start also uh, change uh, all these rules relating to these contracts and other uh, issues related to everyday life of, uh, of people and to improve life through these uh, fintech innovations. And uh, we actively work on uh, ag- uh, action plan for digitization uh, of Slovakia and uh, fintech uh, will have their... Uh, uh, really, I hope, really big influence on uh, this uh, action plan. And uh, we believe that uh, our ideas uh, will be incorporated in it. Mm-hmm.
0: Thank you very much. Okay, now is the opportunity for any of you, if you would like to partici- participate, because we see that that now from some kind of, a, I don't know, uh, financial mysteries, the fintech is really coming becoming... Uh, working tool for, to, to ease the, the living situation for, for people. So if there are good, uh, I don't know, examples or, or success stories, maybe now it's time to share or to, to open the field
4: in any of your yeah, countries. So, so uh, Let me start and I okay. think we can add something. So we are not part of EU, but we see yet. We fight for this and I hope in the nearest future Ukraine will be. But what we see from our side, what's happening in Europe, we see the huge and raising role of association as a public-private dialogue between regulators and the market, and we see be in the short term be association member of Adfa, and we started during the war, and we see the amazing uh, you know work what our colleagues do in terms of discussion, new regulations. So, is this risk coming and how it should like, how it will affect the market. So, I think Maria will add to this. And uh, how quick they could, you know, organize the community from cross-border different countries and do some projects. And we see it in some cases that we do jointly. If you back to Ukraine, this cooperation between fintech and government was, you know, it's new examples and we can share some of them with you because uh, you can't be prepared to war, especially in finance. And uh, when missiles start to attack our cities, especially in Eastern part of Ukraine, so people were so stressed, so sometimes they leave their, their houses just having only phone in their, their hands. So they forget the documents and it's very hard to be included to uh, financial sector or government services if you don't have documents. You should, you know, do the identification of your person. And here this agility and um, AID and bank ID help a lot of people because from one side, our national bank do amazing job of developing bank ID. It's pretty develop it in our country and from other side ministry of digital transformation do some tools and the governments that allowed to do this identification with bank id and give access to these uh, people with some like temporary e-documents they can prove their identity and you know use some government services especially for idps for some like payments to help them to establish their new lives so, we, here we see that very important, uh, it's like lesson learned from this war, that uh, speed of reaction, sometimes government are very slowly. So, uh, speed is reaction uh, for new challenges is very important. Uh, this open discussion, uh, ecosystem-based uh, uh, business, for example, leadership of ADFA that we see in Europe is very important and uh, new technology can save lives it's also very important so fintech is not something that you know funny that we all play it's very important uh, you know term it's it start to be part of our life so we see that when the rockets destroy our infrastructure uh, you know some bank branches will never open some itms are broken some you know Bridges are broken, but in digital infrastructure space, uh, everything that was, it was working and take the main, you know, reaction to the situation. And we see a huge opportunity uh, when we will do recovery of economy to not rebuilding all like physical infrastructure, but, you know, better developing this digital infrastructure. And here we will need new legislation, uh, Better integration to EU legal framework, and you know, just to finish, uh, we have big battles with our government in terms of uh, acceptance of cloud legislation in Ukraine. So, cloud wasn't, you know, like legal in financial sector. So it also it always was like work around. You should have like physical infrastructure, but in Second months of war, our government accepts this, and you know a lot of financial services providers and fintechs, and sometimes fintechs even help these big banks to do this migration to cloud, and you know feel uh, their data and operations more safe. And another area is huge area for all of us. It's uh, digital assets and cryptocurrency law and. Central bank digital currencies. Um, you know, all local governments have their own way and view how it should will be developed. But we need some like cross Europe uh, digital assets legislation that will help us, uh, you know, to use this payment and exchange instruments to new products. Well,
0: thank you very much. Very. Inspirative words and thanks for it. And okay, any other? Yeah, I'm uh, ready to jump in. You know, talking about government
1: and the relationship between government and fintech uh, brings to mind uh, many areas of of involvement in Israel. And I think there are mainly three of them. One is how does government support innovation and the emergence of new uh, tech sectors Such as fintech. The second one is, of course, financial regulations. And the third one is the government as a customer. And that was touched before e government, digitization, and so on. Uh, I would say that out of the three, uh, we are in Israel very happy with the first one. Normally, you know, the industry complains about government not helping enough. I don't think it is a situation in Israel. Uh, We have built in the last 20, 25 years, a very, very efficient mechanism, uh, mainly led by what is known as the Israel Innovation Authority, uh, which really gives solution to companies at any stage of their life cycle, starting from the very beginning and the very risky stages up to uh, later stages. And I don't think that anyone in Israel who has a bright idea and a good team and wants to develop it to an extent, can claim that it can't have help from the government. Not to mention, of course, the private support system, angel investors, a very developed VC industry, and so on. Moreover, although Israel is not a member of the EU, as you well know, uh, we enjoy most of the benefits that EU countries enjoy from horizon and other programs so on top of the israeli assistance israeli companies can enjoy very very generous help from the eu so this is the happy part of the story now we come to regulation and of course the clouds are over us Uh, unfortunately the israeli uh, regulatory system is very slow to adapt to what has happened in fintech and cryptocurrencies, et cetera. The regulators themselves admit part of it. Some of it has to do with the history and structure. We have at least three different financial regulators. I can count more than that. So the system is complicated. And I remember even getting an approach from uh, Finas few months ago, if we have any companies that can join the uh, the send, sandbox that you are building in, in your country uh, because they know, as we know, that there is no sandbox in Israel. Not because no one wants it, everyone wants it. But we have a political situation uh, the parliament is not uh, uh, responding. And we have a situation in which other countries are looking after Israeli young companies to do their POCs in their own countries. So this actually creates an opportunity. The last point is e-government individualization. Again, we are not very advanced in it, but we are doing, we are catching up. And the government is introducing more and more services that uh, we look at countries as everyone may look as Estonia that went a long way and other good examples over Europe. And I think it's catching up, but again, we are, very much welcoming technologies that were developed in other countries to uh, improve the relationship between the customers of the government and the government. And we don't have to reinvent the the wheel in Israel. Anyone who has interesting solutions, we are happy to hear them into the government or do some kind of cooperation with Israeli government and together with Israeli companies and together go to the government. So I think it's a wide area for uh, collaboration with the CE countries. Thank you. Thank you.
0: Thank, Thank you very much. much. Uh, uh, of course, uh, beside our speakers, you're also invited to the discussion. So if you have any, any idea, just raise your hand, please, and I will give you a microphone also for our online speakers to hear. So if there are any other ideas, yes, Benjamin. Yes. I mean?
2: Yeah, sure. Um, I'm afraid I'm a bit less optimistic in, 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 in this regard, uh, but that's why uh, it should be a roundtable discussion. Uh, so far, I think we have agreed on most topics. Um, oh, are you already prepared? <laughs> yeah, so uh, what I see uh, from, from Hungary as well is that the National Bank and the government takes fintech very seriously as well, and the EU is taking fintech seriously, and it's a super important topic. But uh, after long conversations, I don't really see the the impact materializing in actual legislations. So there are some, I don't know, directives or or, uh, recommendations maybe from the national banks. But, uh, but the regulation is still very fragmented between our, our, our countries. Like the V4 region, if you look at it from a demographic perspective, it's, it's very similar. It would be very easy and very good to serve with one single solution. But for us, we are operating actually in all four, uh, all the four uh, Visegrad countries and in Germany. And the legislation is completely different in all the five countries. And we had to do a lot of work and, and uh, it cost a, uh, cost a lot of legal fees to, to comply with all the local regulations. So this is very, very um, yeah, difficult to, uh, to handle and uh, I know it takes a long time to, to do this and we try to facilitate from the Hungarian FinTech Association perspective as well, we try to uh, facilitate it with, with our company as well. Uh, but, uh, but so far there is no real way around it but to, to comply with these uh, diverse regulations and uh, it takes a long time to, to, to yeah, work on this and to scale up.
0: I think it's very good inspiration and brings me to another, another point in our agenda and that is maybe the enablers for the future development of this sector and I think for all of you as, a, as an ecosystem across the countries, it would be one of the greatest ways to really maybe start to merge the, the regulation, at least for these countries, because it can be one of the pioneer steps also f- maybe for the, for the entire European Union, or maybe at least a significant part of it. So if there are any such areas, the ideas are now welcome. Martin, you seem to be interested. Yeah, uh... <laughs>
3: It was obvious. <laughs> uh, it's a good idea. I will come to what uh, uh, what. Uh, Sh- sorry, smile said that the regulation is slow. Uh, unfortunately, I, I I know what he's talking about. So it's a great idea, uh, and I think we we need to start this discussion. Uh, i think that uh, also the psd3 will will focus more on this because as i, uh, I said the uh the uh, jurisdiction shopping or how to, how to call it uh is uh, is still where it still is the problem and uh, we see for example uh and i think we will see it more that we have directives yeah we have the CRR CRD uh, we have the PSD we had uh, anti money laundering directive now it's over with this uh, in AML there will be regulation why because all the countries they they did it differently and 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 that's not really the aim to to have the common market uh, i think this this will be the same with the, with the with the payment services uh, so it will start stop to be directive because there, are, there are like 17 or how many maybe colleagues from the national bank will uh, will uh, will uh, correct me. I think 17s options and discretions where the member state can 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 do things uh, differently, and then it's a mess, you know. Uh, and we say we are a small country. You are right. So if a company starts here. You you won't be able to 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 uh, attract uh, the uh, the enough uh, uh, customers to 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 go through the break even. So you need to to go the, to to other countries. And when you have to pay uh, fees for regulation and uh, like compliance uh, compliance with the regulation it's burdensome. Yeah? So I think that's a good idea, it will come from Europe, we can also start this discussion, but I think it will be quite, I, I'm the only one from the, the government here, I think it will be quite a challenging discussion because even if you say, uh, if you see the, the, the requirements for starting a bank, they are so different, you know. In fact, We were for with Czech Republic, Maria. With Czech Republic, we were. It's similar, but then with Hungary, Poland, Austria. Yeah, it's so different because, and in fact, it's the same thing, you know. And I'm not talking about crypto and, uh, but what I wanted to come come back to. What uh, I think, uh, Rostislav said. uh, I think. It's it's great great uh, case study of how the digitalization may help also the government, uh, but but in the end uh, to the to the citizens to the customers uh, we had we had the case with the IDs we 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 had the case uh, we we introduced as the ministry we introduced a new product uh, for Ukrainians. Uh, coming uh, coming through our border because they uh, in in exactly they they didn't have their IDs or they had old passports and uh, there, there was a there was a problem with the identification opening of the banking account what worked was to like lower the requirements but what would be great if there will be one uh, one um, uh, ID, like digital ID within Europe and also with Ukraine, where the banks can rely on this data. So I think uh, uh, really what Rossisla said that digitalization in the government and also and we we are lagging behind. Uh, but digitalization in the government and also in the, uh, in the financial industry can help us to overcome problems that we don't see. Uh, we have climate change, we have we have energy crisis now. So 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 there will be things that we will be challenged with, and I think fintech because you need to pay for things and you need to receive money. Fintech can bring such 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 uh, such solutions. Uh, yeah.
0: Thank you. Maria Seem to be trying to engage.
5: Oh, uh, yes. a
6: right. uh, couple of points uh, in my notes. Uh, but I'll try to first answer to your question as you ask about the enablers of uh, better fintech uh, environments uh, in our region and in the EU in general. And I think the best answer to that is uh, it's the fintech companies themselves. And what I mean by that? Um, s- Even though regulation is not the the sexiest thing, uh, not for, definitely not for discussion um, nor for uh, to follow up, uh, to to do, uh, to follow as a company. And many of the, especially starting companies don't have the time and money resources to do so. However, uh, FinTech regulation, uh, FinTech uh, finance finance sector is one of the most regulated sectors um, uh, globally. And that's why whether we like it or not, fintech companies, if they want to have a say, if they want the the context in which they are providing their services, if they want the context to be more favorable favorable to them, they have to engage in the regulatory debate with the regulator, both on the national and on the EU level, especially on the EU level, because most of the regulation, most of the legal acts that pertain to financial companies are being written in Brussels. So uh, it's, one of my points I wanted to make. I mean, it's it would be pretty difficult to do any uh, regional um, arrangements in terms of regulation because uh, most of most of that comes from uh, from Brussels. So I'm a little bit skeptical of, about creating any uh, sea-related regulations um, because that's uh, done in Brussels. So the first and most important point, companies have to engage through society associations or themselves in the creation of regulation. And I would say it's even their um, civil civic uh, responsibility to do so. It's not that it's, it's only the, the ministries and the regulators that should come up with ideas. No, it's the companies that should do so. Second thing, uh, Schmuel mentioned that uh, Inactivity uh, of the regulator or contact authorities uh, may be may be detrimental to development of companies. Uh, this is true, but sometimes the overactivity is uh, not <laughs> good either. Uh, especially, we can see this on the EU level uh, in terms of um, overregulation of uh, specific technologies. For example, the uh, artificial intelligence act that is now being discussed by the Parliament and member uh, member states. May be very may um, have very negative outcomes also in the for the fintech industry. So again, I invite companies to be more acquainted with that. um What are other uh, enabling factors that uh, both regulators and companies could engage with? Are for example sandboxes. Uh, they can be either regulatory or non-regulatory, which are uh, specific arrangements. I, I don't think I have to explain what it is. Um, but again, it, uh, it would be much more uh, uh, advantages if those sandboxes would have a EU uh, arrangements at the EU level, because then uh, uh, a company that would be testing uh, their innovative solution in country A could easily use uh, their experience and maybe a license or, or permit they would get to, to do the same uh testing or uh, to um put the, the innovative product on uh, market in 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 country B or C so uh that's uh, that's why regulation is important and the sandboxes uh, are being now discussed also on on the, on, on the EU level but again uh, because uh the commission and the institutions are very uh I would say, uh, fragmented here as well. Unfortunately, there are discussions in various DGs, not always, not, not often uh, uh, done in uh, conjunction. So here's my, here's my uh, maybe a request also to uh, people from the policy uh, sector to, to push for the harmonization of uh, sandboxing on, on the EU level. And that's what ADFA is also trying to engage with uh, in Brussels. And you also mentioned uh, one of the, my final point, because I want to um, close on a more positive uh, note. You also asked about uh, good examples of, of uh, fintechs. And here I would like to uh, refer to our joint cooperation with uh, uh, with Rostislav. We did a hackathon in uh, May and June uh, together with the European Commission. And um, one of the, uh, actually the, the solution that won was a solution based on DLT. And uh, a company uh, is now developing NFT system that should be uh, should be helping to restore uh, historical, cultural, but also other infrastructure thanks to uh, the issuance of NFT and crowdfunding. So I think it's uh, fintech can be helpful in times of uh, war, unfortunately, as, as we see every day. But also each of us have seen that uh, through the pandemic uh, during COVID times. So that's why it's important to support it. Mm-hmm.
3: Thank, Thank, you. Thank you very much.
0: Martin, you want
3: a really short reaction? Uh, coming back to the idea of like merging the regulation, uh, yeah. unfortunately the regulation in the EU is not that, uh, that uh, easy, uh, that uh, all the regulation is written in Brussels. We still have quite a lot of uh, particular... Like you have the Act on Banks, but the, only the half of it is uh, harmonized. The second half is not. Yeah, and we have this in uh, in all the in insurance, in payment services, uh, mostly just the capital requirements. For example, for banks, all the other requirements for organization of the bank, uh, setting the bank. Uh, requirements for how how you how you how you start business are not harmonized yeah and th- this this applies to all sorts all sectors of the financial sector but really coming back to what maria said it's really important that the businesses communicate with local regulators ministries or or supervisors like the national bank central bank because what we see uh from from communication with Finas, uh, from communication with the blockchain Slovakia uh, regarding Mika, uh, you have the ideas. What what's what's wrong or what what can be better? And we have very good in, uh, experience in this. That we we get ideas from 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 crypto community. Uh, then we get in touch with uh, Czech Republic. with... Uh, yeah. In fact, with we four countries, uh, with Baltic countries, and we were able to change something in the draft that was that was uh, uh, to our advantage, uh, and uh, so it, it works. We are a small country in this regard, but we can create, and we have friends in the legislative process where uh, the economies are more similar. We have the same problems, so we can also change uh, change uh, laws and regulations that are created in Brussels uh, because it they are created by the member states so we are part of this, the process so it really helps if you communicate uh, with your uh, c- uh, counterparts in the government and you can really change uh, the drafts of the law or or create something that will allow for for better better regulation in this circle thank
0: you. thank you very much any suggestions from the auditorium uh, if not now Uh, i uh well the next topic was opened by rostislav and it was uh well we all hope uh that soon it uh we won't be speaking about we won't be talking about the war in ukraine but hopefully we will we will talk about the recovery process in ukraine and and i think and a few of new in our discussions had the idea uh that fintech may have its significant role in the recovery process. And uh, I, I think uh, some very nice ideas were opened uh, by Rostislav himself, and also Maria mentioned something. So maybe this is a topic maybe to elaborate a little more. What may be the inspiration to, to, for this role? Oh, Pavel.
5: I'm very happy that I can say here that we, as a Finas, started cooperation with our Ukrainian uh, colleagues on establishing uh, Slovak Ukrainian uh, FinTech Hub. And I think that uh, it's a good uh, first step for co- cooperation and for some kind of help for our ukrainian uh, colleagues and uh, i uh, i believe uh, that uh, this cooperation will uh, will bring fruits for uh, everybody and uh, this uh, fintech ukraine uh, slovak uh, fintech uh, will be a part of uh, mentioned uh, Fintech V4 uh, Valley. So I would say extended V4 from uh, the east to the west because uh, uh, we see there as a cooperative uh, countries is also Ukraine, Ukraine and Austria. So I think our Central European ecosystem can be uh, enlarged and uh, can consist also with Ukraine and uh, Austria also. Thank you very much. So
0: building on this initiative, I think the nice idea is this extending what uh, Rostislav said, the digital bridges can be uh, constructed much faster than the physical, the, the real ones. So it may be a big opportunity and... Maybe also the question for you, what may be the ideas or maybe the issues or or opportunities for such a cooperation really really to just, well, maybe use the V4 only as a, not not as a geographical name, but, but maybe just the initiative for making really Central European larger and stronger or maybe also in the context of the entire EU for the future.
5: So...
4: Okay, I, I will start, and if colleagues will on that. So we see couple lawyers uh, where we can cooperate and uh, bring some like win-win strategy to all countries because it's not only the one uh, way. We see a huge help that EU countries give to Ukrainian refugees, give to Ukrainian army and Ukrainian economy to support us in this war and we also want to you know give something back and we hope that we can do we will we can do it after the war but we try to find the way how we can cooperate in this situation and here we see like couple potential cases of cooperation that there is on the table Uh, as i mentioned for us is very important Uh, what cooperation we do under the uh, cooperation of association Uh, from like ADFA, like hub of all this European association, all this legal activity and build the right bridges with EU commission and how Ukraine in future can be easily and compliance uh, integrated to EU rules. Uh, and collaboration. Uh, also, we have some good examples with some like, national associations that we do. And this, as uh, was mentioned, this uh, idea of high hub could be a little bit symbolic at this moment, but uh, we see huge uh, opportunities uh, in this like local collaboration via these hubs in different countries that can give access uh, for finding the right partner, uh, matching some like business ideas, matching investors and uh, startups, matching startups, matching startups and banks and try to, you know, try that technology in different sandboxes because uh, terms of sandbox start to be like hype last year in different regulators. And some sandboxes work very different. And for startups is an easy way to test the technology and enter the another market via these hubs and sandboxes. And also we see and we are thinking how we can find the right way and maybe this problem and solution for this problem it could be used for whole Europe. Uh, Ukraine was historically outsourced country for programmers. Uh, we have strong mathematical schools at universities. And even if you back to Israel, I think some colleagues from Israel mentioned that 40% of programmers was outsourced uh, from Ukraine to their startups. I don't know, Shmuel maybe you will add something to this. And we have this historically some cooperation with some countries. And um, this war put us in a situation to scale it because in terms of fintech, Ukraine was pretty product country. We don't do outsourcing fintech of teams and programmers. But what's happened now? These uh, startups, these company have uh, well-educated, teams that know the technology and they know the domain expertise. And the markets drop up to 80%. Uh, half of the market recovery, half not yet. And they don't want to fire at the people. They are ready to sell these teams. And we're thinking how we can build the solutions that help, uh, you know, do this matchmaking between these um, IT teams and startups or corporations that need these teams to speed up their growth. It's a global problem and maybe the situation that we now have in Ukraine and ideas of these hubs could help us to find the way in physical and digital space, how we can solve this. Thank you.
0: Thank
1: you very much. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm not sure that I can confirm the numbers that were mentioned by Bratislav, but they're probably very close to reality. Uh, the uh, leaning of, of the Israeli fintech industry and the tech industry at large, not only fintech on developers and developing team from the Ukraine is, is a known secret for many years. Uh, I know that at the beginning of the war, some of the teams Uh, for security reasons, moved out of the Ukraine. Most of them, as far as I know, moved back since then. Um, But there is no doubt that uh, I think uh, the economic damage to the Ukraine would have been much larger if it was based only on heavy industry or garment industry. So they are blessed to have, you know, this mind power and and the uh, level of education that allow them and to uh, be involved in industries that for them, for a great extent, the exact location is not a big issue. Um, And if the environment at least temporarily does not allow them to work from their traditional post, they can do it everywhere, keep the clients, keep the work and hopefully go back home uh, to a peaceful environment in, in the near future. But I think it's an example exactly, we we are talking about Ukraine because very unfortunate reasons, but it it is still a very good example of the advantages of this industry and also on how much can be achieved in international collaboration in which each side gives what he does best and, you know, it's not uh, the kind of uh, of uh, slavery of two hundred years ago. It's very far from it. I would say that, uh, in many extent, to many, to a large extent, this is an asset to the uh, country that provides the services, the country that receives the services, and I think at the end of the world, it, it really creates a collaboration of of win-win. And sometimes, as they say, one plus one is three. And this is something we should uh, look for in in most CE countries. Uh, We do have, as I mentioned before, some very active collaborations uh, with other countries, but again, the political situation has put a spotlight on, on the Ukraine. And I think that the conference is taking place in in Bratislava and know that there are also Israeli involvements over there. And uh, we should be looking because at the end of the day, we are all, most of us, maybe Ukraine is an example of small countries with limited population. And there is an extent to what we can achieve by ourselves. And collaboration is, is the name of the game.
0: Much, mm-hmm. any other uh, ideas? or maybe mm-hmm. auditorium. Okay, so maybe to uh, go a little more in the detail, uh, we are, we are speaking about uh, some areas where the the activities in the in the commercial sector are necessary, and maybe also on the government sector, and maybe well, what wasn't mentioned was maybe the the people which are who are every time behind any activity. So maybe uh, if it was possible maybe to to mention what is expected from the side of uh, companies, maybe not only from the FinTech sector, but as you say, the the development areas in uh, somehow connecting other sectors, maybe, I don't know, the industry, the energy sector is now probably very open to innovations, especially if they can save some money. Uh, s- s- some other sectors. Then uh, the, the the people, at least, what skills are necessary for for this? I don't know for these opportunities to become true. And then, of course, what sort of uh, the government support can be can be offered for such activities to become reality? I don't know uh, if if this is detailed enough, but maybe it's just the Open field, okay,
3: Martin. Just very shortly, I think what would really help is if you have the opportunity to speak with the people from the government. Then, really, as mantra, you should uh, really repeat that you need more digitalization. You need more like smoother uh, services from the from from the government based on digitalization. Because I know, I think every time is the right time to to mention this because we know where we are lagging behind uh, in slovakia uh, for example this uh, digital id so every time you have the opportunity just mention this on the low level on the media medium level on the highest levels uh, or if you have the associations then then really push them to to push towards government and if you know where the problems are just uh, just speak about it because uh, otherwise uh, there is so much going on that uh, this digitalization issue will will not be that uh, important
0: it brings me to the idea that maybe some kind of education can be
3: a chance. Also, also education to uh, of of government officials yeah yeah it helps we we had to, yesterday there was this tax crypto taxation meeting and uh, there were people also discussing like the basic uh, information about what crypto is how it works and and it, it works yeah it, it really because you know in police uh, uh and AML uh, people didn't know uh, what is crypto how it works in our taxation department it was the same so now the pe- now people understand how it works what it is what are the challenges what are the opportunities and now They can really discuss uh, uh, like real taxation, not just something that somebody said. Oh, crypto! It's something like uh, like uh, shares. So we will we will tax it uh, like shares, but uh, even uh, even harder. Yeah. So people need to understand what they are talking about, and then uh, you. So yeah, really to push government, uh, we are trying. Yeah, but the outside pressure is also very important.
2: Yes, Benjamin. I think uh, education is a very good uh, keyword uh, and uh, yeah I'm happy to hear that the government is is, is happy to learn uh, but I, I do believe that uh, that uh, that companies just like generally uh, SMEs in, in in our entire region have to learn about digitalization and the potential in digitalization because that what we that is what we see every day basically that, uh, that many of the of the SMEs lag behind in their digitalization. They could operate so much more efficiently. There is so much potential and very, very easily implemented that, uh, that this could really uh, drive a, a huge change in the current environment. And the current difficult environment will probably be, again, a driver just like the COVID crisis was a driver of digitization. This is going to be a, a new wave. So, for instance... Uh, yeah, um, e commerce was, was mentioned. Uh, uh, yeah, e commerce, B2C e commerce has been around. B2B e commerce is now booming. So uh, SMEs are, are more and more purchasing online. So that the traditional telephone line uh, has been replaced by, by B2B web shops. So um, this this fosters again a whole new area of innovation. So I I, I do believe that this is also a part of of uh, yeah education in in, in the uh, yeah SME or, or general corporate segment.
0: Thank you very much.
2: We have good
4: example how education can help the industry. So the hottest and the last example. So situation we have put again all us to digital channels of communication, and we have some like educational workshop at the market uh, about Metaverse, NFT, all this new crypto technology and in this webinar was participation of participants from National Bank of Ukraine. And you know when you come to National Bank with some like new crazy technology like Metaverse or NFT, oh it will be hard to push this wall from the first time. And what's happened during this webinar? All participants build their own NFT and then discuss it. So I was surprised when people from National Bank of Ukraine, who just a couple of seconds ago built the first NFT inside in their life, uh, tried to discuss what regulation should be of this area. They were so. Um, open to new technology after they try this so it shows that when people are better educated better educated and you know try to do something with their hand they always understand this better always better in terms of prepare the regulation and uh, always more open to the market so this is like one case another case about importance of education the vs association the last 3 years do we call it fintech labs inside the ukrainian big universities and the reason why we do this it was very pragmatic uh, our education system is still going through this transformation process and um, we have separate ministry and they have a lot of rules. And if you want to put the fintech as a program to education university, we will need two years, go through the ministry, all these rules and make this problem uh, course happen. So it means that it will be outdated in these two years. And we go like another way. We do some like hybrid format in the universities. We call it digital uh, fintech labs. And we give access to the students to the new knowledge from the market leaders, and the students have chance to have the like real practice in some like fintech providers. And as a benefit from this, this our members and fintech providers have chance to have access to these young talents and new workers come to them, not for IT industry directly, but for fintech not for banks because they're borrowing and fintechs are more agile and more open for them. And third, what we see from this is that if you want to have the real innovation, if you want to find the real innovation, you should go deeply because uh, Ukrainian fintech was previously built from like bankers from like bankers was borrowing boring banks they go outside to the market and build some fintechs so uh, all people who work more than five years in some industry start to be biasing and the students they they don't have any this previous experience and they have a lot of question and sometimes they you know find very interesting ideas for startups and for some how to solve the problem that industry tried to solve like many years So education is very important in all the layers, from, you know, students, market to
5: government. Thank Thank you very much, Paul. The new era in Europe uh, brings to us uh, war, recession, energy crisis, but uh, it also brings Niches, and if you, if you want to use uh, the niches, you must have, I think, two skills: Ima- imagination and ambition, ambitions. And uh, therefore, we decided, in cooperation with our founder, uh, University of Economics, to create uh, subject relating to fintech sector, to fintech technologies, to to catch uh, these young people, as was said, uh, without any previous experience, with many questions. And we hope with imagination. Because, okay, uh, we who are are older, uh, we have some previous experience. And therefore, we ask bad questions. Uh, last time, uh, we introduced our vision of new regulation. And uh, questions. question was, is it not very ambitious? Yes, it is. Because without ambitions and imaginations, I think you cannot change anything. In our countries, doesn't matter if Slovakia, uh, Hungary or (laughs) another country. Uh, Therefore, we must support uh, these people.
0: Thank you very much. Thank you very much again. Uh, As we are going out of time, uh, let me please thank all the speakers for very interesting and inspirative ideas. And I think... uh, this wasn't the last, but the at least the very first uh, discussion about the the new process starting on Ukraine, and hope it will start soon. So, so uh, Rostislav, stay safe in the hardest meaning of this word, and you all take care and hope. And, and I'm really looking forward for the, another discussions on the topic, and wish you a great
4: day. Thank you very much.